whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, we are, are here, here to, to rant, rant and, and rave. rave. Perfect. Yes, 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 yes. Perfect. Now when we go back to edit it, it will not be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jessica. There was really something about our harmony and synchronicity when we were together in person. It was so magical, wasn't it? Yes. I would go so far as to say majestic. (laughs) Oh, I like that that kind of word. Yeah, but, you know, that might just be how my brain has (laughs) painted the memory. Or flowered over time. What? (laughs) Just a very on-the-nose reference to flowering, our love of plants, which I've always loved plants, but now that you've gotten so plant-centric and taught me so many new things about it, no, you've seen it now. What did (laughs) I do this week? I'm sick, and I still managed to send Dana pictures. I'm like, look at these new plants I got. (laughs) It's so fun. (laughs) I love it. I had a moment in my backyard today where I went, oh, my God, out loud, because I realized that I had a plant that I didn't know grew up to be the mother of millions. What? And I've always wanted a mother of millions, Uh but I didn't. They look very different when they're young. Well, I have like three baby ones. Amazing. And one of them has gotten big enough that all of a sudden I've got babies I've probably got 20 or 30 babies coming off of it. And I'm dying. I love it so much. I can't wait to see that one. I've never heard of that varietal. Yeah, it's a succulent. Mother of millions. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, it's fun. They're they're kind of a tricky one because I find them personally, on a personal level, as youngsters, to be quite not attractive. <laughs> but they grow up to be this mother of milk. They're it's stunning. They're so That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, they're like little ugly ducklings in Ooh. in my mind. <laughs> you know um, what? There's what? that old saying. Maybe it's not old, but it's something I say. All babies yeah. are cute. Some are exceptionally cute. Yeah, there we go. So the mother of millions the youngsters may not be exceptionally cute, but they're cute all the same and we love them. Right. <laughs> There's time yeah. to grow. You know, you know what they say. If they're, if they're ugly ones, you better hope they're smart. Oh, Is that what they say? No. <clears throat> that sounds like something from my Southern Phrases book, Butter My Biscuit. You know what phrases are? Listen, I come from a place where there's lots of them. Yes. Right? Yeah. Let me tell you what those are. Those are polite ways of insulting people. Uh-huh. The Always. key number one offender of that, and my favorite to use to this day, because I'm 80 years old, is bless, bless her heart. Bless her heart. Uh-huh. Yep. You know what? My version of that, my personal version, <laughs> if I'm afraid that somebody might be hip to the bless, bless their heart, <laughs> I'll go, 
good for them. That but is usually that usually it's texting and I just I you know I'm an exclamation mark user. Yes. Same. I don't use an exclamation mark. I just go good for them. <laughs> I'm actually really bad and I do it to you a lot because I always try to like speak as I would to you when we're talking on Zoom yes. or whatever. I'm maybe excessively using capital letters, but I need sometimes it's like I'm not just saying, hey, Dana, look at this. It's like Dana. Yes. Because I'm like, I am dying right now and you are going to freak out when you see this. But I think people get used to your communicative sure. tone because I feel like if I don't use exclamation marks or emojis, <laughs> people will go, what's wrong with Dana? Yes. Because I just do it naturally so much. I am one of those people. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I get that. Is you anyone know. everyone's cup of tea? So I definitely have a couple of friends that are like, just cool it on the exclamation marks and emojis. <laughs> or they'll say, God, you with your exclamation. Okay. I need to gain. I need to gain knowledge about how whether you're really excited or not. Oh or here, here's a good one. So my friend Kate, mm -hmm. when she texts me and stuff and or asks me to do something or if I know something or whatever, I often respond, sure thing. Sure thing. Sure. Sure. Right. She hears it as sure. Sure and thing. By the way, I wish people could see her face because the way you just did it looks like Kate was just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see it. She's taking it as like a, okay. Yes. And I'm like, that's, oh, that's your funny. baggage, dude. Not mine. Yep. I really do mean sure. <laughs> see, I, this is a really great point that you're making here because I constantly want to reply sure. And to me, that is like a nice way of being like, sure, I'd love to Absolutely, without having 100%. to add the I'd love to, which I guess now we both need to in certain cases, but I'll type sure. And then sometimes I erase it because I think it sounds too indifferent or I'll type sure and I'll send it. And if somebody doesn't reply in two seconds, I'm like, oh my God, they think I don't want to. They think I'm being indifferent. They think I'm just rude and uninterested and then i'm like that sounds great what time would you like to go <laughs> can i give you the dana answer to that how i how i handle that mm -hmm. when you type your shirt add a thumbs up emoji <laughs> you know what that does make it a lot nicer it's it like yeah you're yeah, right it gives a tone like Sure. But see, up. I also, I use a lot of emojis. And now when I'm doing texts in a professional sense, I'm like, mm. maybe I don't need to use any emojis, but sometimes yeah. the emoji hits the spot, right? It yeah. says exactly what you need. My favorite one is that it's not an eye roll, but it's the look to the side with the Mech face. Yeah. Kind of a that and the eye Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> You're right. That one and the eye roll one I use a lot. It's the best. Yeah. And of course, you and I use skulls and coffins a lot. Yes. Because we're laughing so hard. We died. I also have recently discovered, I think I sent it to you today, and I'm like, I don't know why I haven't been using this. It is such a perfect answer to so many things. It's the one where the eyes are just at a perfect horizontal level. So is the mouth. Yes, yes. Zero expression. It's like yep. literally zero expression. I like to use that in a string, in a succession. So it tells a story. Yes. So like I might send the eyes wide open, eyebrows up and red cheeks like, Whoa! and then I do the 
slit eyes, slit face, uh-huh. straight across. Then maybe the eyes down with the punam. Yes. And then. Oh, good job. Look at your Yiddish. Yeah, yeah. And then like dewy eyes that might cry, puss in boots, yes, dudes. Yes, yes. And then waterfall tears. That's a whole story. Beginning, middle, fine. Yes, I like that story. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many nuances to our forms of communication. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real quick, before I ask you how your week was. Yes. Can I tell you what just happened before we started, before we got on here? So I am behind on my child's laundry because I don't know what it is with my child, but I feel like he must be a fashionista wearing six (laughs) outfits a day because we go through clothes (laughs) so fast. I can't even tell you. Okay. (laughs) So I'm a little behind on his laundry and I had gotten to the point where Dan was like, nah, man, I think we're out of underwear. I think. (laughs) So I put his clothes in the washer and then forgot to put them in the dryer before I went to bed last night. Mm. So today he went to get dressed and he's like, there's no underwear. And I was like, oh, bud, I'm so sorry. Can you wear the same ones you have until mommy gets your other ones dried? He's like, I can't. I said, why? He's like, I got pee pee drips on him. And I oh. said, okay, fine. And here's where my my parental wheels started spinning out of control. Because I go, okay, you have two choices here. Now, my son has always communicated through his behavior and his tastes to mm-hmm. be a very of a very masculine type yes like right Mm -hmm. he's always been into trucks dinosaurs video games likes animals hunting other animals you know like (laughs) exactly uh shows with people falling and i'm like did they break their neck and he's laughing hysterically he's been always (laughs) been very masculine and not as much of a nurturing type so when i said you have two options here i said you can either you're gonna die jessica I thought you're, well, I already have two options that I know of. What are your two options? Go commando, which I know he probably doesn't know what that means, but you can either not wear any and for the next hour, right? Right. Or you can wear a pair of daddies. Oh, see, that would have been so smart. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't choose, you didn't choose either of those options. I just wanted them. Okay, why do I feel like I can't breathe? I said we're gonna have to edit me. I can't breathe. I said I'm crying. a lot so he hasn't been on my brain very much i just like get in mom mode and get things done so i said you have two options you can borrow a pair of mommy's pants i know it (laughs) or or you can free ball it and he looked at me and he i go free ball means when you don't have any underwear and you just put your shorts on and he scrunched his face up at me so hard. And he goes, 
Free ball. Free ball. <laughs> I cannot. Why didn't I say he could borrow his daddy's underwear? I do not know. I What's mean, wrong with me? <laughs> the fact that your mind went to, well, you can either wear nothing or these pink satin ones. <laughs> Jessica, like of this. course he, goes, he did. Command like his whole face. But I was like, I don't want to communicate oh, to my child that there's anything wrong. Like there it shouldn't be. Of course. I don't want to force any gender specifics. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> but I didn't think of his dad. <laughs> I can't deal with it. <laughs> because Dan Tipton's working today. <laughs> so also bless his heart. He's not like some children that I have known throughout my life that love to be naked any chance they no, get. And you think it, they yeah. grow out of it once they're like past a certain age and a lot of them don't. <laughs> so well, and the reason he's not is he used to be that kid. And we have worked very diligently mm-hmm. to talk about when there's appropriate time right? and stuff like that. So yeah, but I didn't want I don't know. Jessica, I'm I I'm worried about myself at this point because <laughs> that did not cross my mind until you said it, and immediately I felt like the dumbest person in the world. Oh, God, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh my God, I think uh, you just actually made up for all of the serotonin that I have not produced thus far this week oh. by making me laugh that hard. Okay. My God! Seriously, I needed um, that. <laughs> how was your How was your week? <laughs> oh, my week was boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my, my poor week was child. Boring. My poor son. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> because it wasn't that long ago I told him if he didn't take showers like humans are supposed to, that his balls would rot off. A what? I didn't tell you that. No. Because he kept pushing me. He's at that age, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And he was like, You make me shower too much. I was like, Really? Every other day? You know, some people shower every day or more than once a day. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't need to. I just showered. And I said, Not not last night. It is the night. Why do I have to shower so much? I said, Because we are human beings and we get dirty and every living thing has to clean itself. Uh-huh. And he goes, Why? And I said, well, because you could get infections or bacteria, you know, what if your fingers and toes rotted off? He goes, that's not going to happen. And I go, well, you know what? You can believe what you want to, but look at me. I got all my fingers and toes. I must be doing something right. Brilliant. He said, I don't want to. And I said, fine, then you go off and think about what you want to do. If you want your balls to rot off, go right ahead. And then I immediately called Dan Tipton and was like, I'm a terrible parent. This is what I just told her, but we don't have our arguments no more <laughs> he did come in and say oh, i'm not God. a human being i'm a boob and beating or something like that and i was like Stop if it. you are alive you have to clean yourself how freaking cute yeah but like i always thought i haven't done anything major to like mess up my kids like we've talked right? about how i thought coffee was a sin until i was like 11 years old <laughs> you know the, the mixed messages your parents don't know they're sending you yes <laughs> well i'm teaching my child a lot about balls that's absolutely <laughs> hilarious <laughs> oh my god let's get into these rants let's do it <laughs> okay mine comes from my exciting week of laundry and a sinus infection guys i am really really upset about socks this week <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a three-parter. Oh, my. Um, they're not going to be long. Don't fret. It's just kind of a one, two, three punch. Mm-hmm. So I recently realized, again, we've all, we've talked about this, but there's a lot of things that you just, A, didn't do, like wear new clothing last right. year because, no. hello. What's the only the thing I did, yeah. yeah, I treated myself to two new loungewear outfits, okay? That means some tie-dyed sweatpants and a cute little hoodie for Good. laying around the house all day. Good for you. You deserve that. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. What I didn't replace until very recently, Dana, and boy, does it do wonders, was underwear and socks. Yeah, big time. I went to Target, you guys. They're really up in the ante with their uh, lingerie sections at certain stores. So I got like nice underwear because I haven't bought new underwear in years literally in a long time yeah and they had adorable like pack of like 10 socks i like the no-show socks i don't like anything that goes up on my ankle Mm -hmm. with cute stripes and like 10 different colors i'm Mm -hmm. like this is perfect well as i was doing laundry there was three things that arose that are making me angry about socks Mm -hmm. uh, because it's all happened while i was folding and became aware one some of them i went the heck And I've noticed there's like brown, like big brown spots all over the new cute striped socks. Oh. What was it from? From the few times that I've worked and had to dress up in the last couple of weeks and wore these new suede desert boots. I was trying to be cute and wear my new shoes that I haven't worn in 14 months. Uh Uh-huh. Well, they dyed all the socks. No. Yes. And I'm not going to throw them out because they're new. But at the same time, I'm like, well, now these look ugly and dirty every time I put them on. I just got rid of all these schmutzy old Mm -hmm. socks that were faded and yucky and had a hole in them and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so. I will say, it is a very weird thing. I When my dad visited, he bought mm-hmm. me some new socks because that's what daddies do, you know? Yes. And I put on those bright white different, it was a 10 pack of different yes. rainbow styles, but a lot of them were white and I put on those bright white. There is a good feeling that comes with that, yes. isn't there? Like going into an amazing hotel bed with like the crispest yes. white sheets, and you're just like, "Oh, take me away!" Yeah, there's something so clean <laughs> about it, and it feel and it's clean. It's and so, now they look dirty. Okay, that is upsetting, Jessica. <laughs> but maybe we can fix this. There are tons of videos out there on TikTok and Instagram about really? whitening things. Yeah, baking soda is a real good whitener. We know that. We all baking soda and vinegar. But I have found just even baking soda helps. Even after it's gone through the dry cycle i think i think we could make it but good enough because there are all of these videos too on stripping have you seen that oh god alan loves that stuff no i don't think i have it in me i'm gonna be really honest yeah it is a lot there's stirring that goes on i don't like having to deal with bleach it's like just give me my all or arm and hammer dye free fragrance free because i'm allergic to everything deodorant deodorant uh Excuse me, washing Wash, detergent. Laundry detergent, yeah. <clears throat> no fabric softener. That stuff is like awful for me. Yeah. So that was one thing. Secondly, I marched back to the machines in my building because mm-hmm. I was so angry. I'm like, this is four new pairs of socks with four missing pair. <laughs> Partner, whatever. Oh. No. 
Well, remember, like, how many times in your life, if somebody has a machine at home, you're probably like, no, I don't ever lose socks. Maybe you have a nice machine. No, I lose them all the time and I have socks at home. So you know what? I mean, washer at home, sorry. I saw, I'm like, what the heck? And there was one that was up enough that I could still see it. They're going between the drum and the actual shell of the machine, if you will. So we have a front load machine. Okay. It gets out and it gets wet. It only happens with socks, but like Uh especially small little ankle socks, tennis socks. Yeah. It's getting washed, washed, and then it goes like this and just slides into that Uh area. So I pulled it out soaking wet. And then I see others down there. I had to call to say, well, there's a bunch of socks in there. And now I'm convinced that's why our machines break all the time. Oh, probably. So annoying. Okay, third part and then i'm done about socks all right all right okay my husband has a foot much larger than mine right okay (laughs) he owns more socks than any human should and that's because i would keep buying him new ones in the hope that he would throw out throw the away. Yeah. Well, it took me a very long time to realize that's not ever going to happen. So I need to stop asking if he did or asking <laughs> him to and just remove those disgusting yes. old ones and put in the fresh ones. And oh, look in there. Yep. 100%. You're right. Uh-huh. Well, somebody has decided to start wearing my ankle socks just when they're home. Like, as though they're slippers. Oh, like footies. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And before any of you think, well, what the hell is wrong with you? Or what's your problem? You know, can't you share? Yes, I can. But not with someone who doesn't wear the same size as me. Because, Dana, the ankle opening is now, I don't know, five times bigger than it was. Jessica. No, I'm not. I'm going to send you a picture of the ones he's worn with the ankle opening this big compared Uh, to the ones I wear where it's this big. uh, Because his foot is so big for him to pull the sock open and over his foot. And it looks like, on me, it's at least like a tennis sock. On him, it's like those pantyhose things that you used to put on at JCPenney before you tried on a pair of shoes. Okay? (laughs) They're like his little gliders. They can't be hitting at the right places. Oh, it is because he stretched it out so much. Now they fit him perfectly. But not you. I was so, he thought it was the funniest thing ever. And that's the thing. Like when I get really angry about stuff like that, which I understand the grand scheme of things is not important. Yes, I have a habit of getting way more upset about things that don't matter to the average person than probably things that I should lose my mind over. (laughs) So it makes him, it's, it's such a thorn in my side because it just makes him laugh harder. He oh. loves seeing me act crazy over something so inconsequential. But I said, I've bought you new socks probably three times in the last year. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever take another pair of my socks again. Yeah, no, don't. Ever. I also, I have to be honest, Jessica, I cannot be a hypocrite here. You take Dan's socks? I steal Dan's socks sometimes. Ah! You know so what? Warm. 
you have tiny little feet. You're not stretching. I'm his definitely socks not out. stretching them out. No, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't stretching them. A, I wouldn't have ever noticed, and B, wouldn't be mad about it. Wow. I used to always take my, you know, this is I'm really dating myself, but in the '90s, uh, flannel shirts were very in, and also mm-hmm. I went through a preppy phase, and I grew up in the South, so rugby shirts were really in. Nobody played rugby, mm-hmm. but we wore rugby shirts, right? right. So my brother and I both. Had a lot of them from this store called Britches. God, I loved Britches. It was a guy's store. My mom always got really annoyed that I wanted to shop there as much as my brother. Whatever. Times <laughs> changed. Okay. But my brother would get so angry when I would wear one of his to school and he'd be like, quit taking my freaking rugby shirts. And I'm like, why do you care? I don't do anything to him. I wash it and I put it back in your closet. And he goes, because you keep stretching them out with your boobs hilarious not true sir (laughs) not true sir (laughs) those would be some real tough titties to be stretching out a rugby shirt (laughs) with some mechanicals punching mechanicals to try and stretch that out hilarious You know, we used to steal my dad's clothes all the time and it infuriated him. Yep. We liked them because they were big, you know, but Comfy. we didn't wash them and put them away. And so he'd be like, I go to my closet and there's nothing to wear. <laughs> <laughs> this is daughter's stolen. Oh, Gary. <laughs> That's hilarious. Jessica, I feel like I'm going to give you an opportunity to work through this. Okay. I'm going to be Alan. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to ask you. Here we go. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, babe. I don't know what he calls you. I'm just going to. Never, babe. Yeah. my Jessica? Sure. Okay. Hey, Jessica. Why? Hey, Alan. Oh my. I feel like we're already in a fight. Well, you said it like a coworker. You're like, hey, Jessica, uh, if I could talk to you about this recent uh, stock report. Well, you said he doesn't call you babe. Okay, okay, here we go. Hey. 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 <laughs> Why do you hate it so much when I steal your socks? I don't want to upset you, but I can't understand. You can understand because I've told you a hundred times. Your foot is ten times the size of mine and it stretched them out to the point of no return. Earn. But I like how they feel on my feet. I like being able to stretch them out and contour them to my body. <sighs> then wear the ankle socks I bought you that are made for men in your own size. I bought you some and you still wear mine. Okay, Jessica, I've heard you and I understand. <laughs> Do you feel better? <laughs> I love you. Thank you. <laughs> My son is putting his <laughs> nostrils on my microphone. Hilarious. That's what we were talking about earlier. Like people don't realize how many times we stop and start in an episode because I don't know, your neighbor starts leaf blowing or my son puts his nostrils on our microphone. Okay. I don't know what's going on. We're at home, y'all, and it's so rare when... Well, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Even sometimes when Dana and I are are each at our own homes alone, the world is still going on around us, and we can't control it. Trust me, I'd love to tell my neighbors, can you please not make any noise whatsoever, including opening and closing the door to get into your apartment for the next, oh, two hours? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I would love to tell the rooster, hey, it's not sunrise. It's 3.30 in the afternoon be quiet (laughs) 
All right. I'm going to go into my rant. Yes. Are we ready for this? Yeah, we're ready. So this rant is about that one friend who asks for advice and then does, does what he or she had in mind anyway. Mm-hmm. Specifically referring to the habitual offenders out there who never change their behavior and continue to make the same shitty decisions and <laughs> therefore make mistakes. Good luck with your super awful decision. Quit bitching to me about it and getting upset when I give you an honest opinion. So I'm trying to think about this and and be somewhat self-reflective to see if I think that I do that to people. I'll ask for, you know who I do it to most? Who? Dan Tipton. Oh. Because I think I think of him as more of a sounding board. Yes. Like talk through things. So like I'm working it out and then he'll say, you know, oh, you should do this or that. And then I'll go, no. I Then I finally <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he'll start I, telling you the advice and then you go, yeah. no, I don't no, want to do No, 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 I'm not going to do it. Like one specific one that I can always remember because we will always fight over this is if I need to tell somebody something I don't want to or have yeah. a conversation I don't want to and I'll be like, I'm going to shoot him a text or an email and he'll be like, absolutely not. That is a phone call. That is, a, and I'll be like, nope, I've already decided. After I've been for an hour going, I don't know how to handle this. What am I going to do? And then he's like, you, that's a phone call. No, Hilarious. sir. You're wrong, sir. <laughs> Now, I don't think I do that to friends, which makes it even worse because I remember when my mom was alive, <laughs> my dad used to get so furious because she never believed a word my dad said about anything, it, whatever it would be. Like, you probably don't want to do that. Yes, I do. So one specific example of that is Amazing. she never believed anything he said to her about medicine or vitamins ever, no matter where he heard it, saw it, uh, learned it, nothing. But she would go to a GNC or or a mama mama jeans or something. And that 16-year-old clerk could sell her wombat cubed poop (laughs) as if it were going to cure her glaucoma and she would believe that child. That was a constant argument for them. <laughs> Did it make Gary Jean really irritated? Livid. Uh-huh. Livid. He would be like, Diana, I don't know what you think that 16-year-old kid knows about human anatomy, <laughs> but whatever uh... makes that, that kid smarter than me, I'll never know. <laughs> they fought about it constantly. Oh, my God. God, you know what? So my I, dad is like your mom in that way. My God, if you are polite and engaging in the least, my dad will A, take pity on you and B, believe anything you say. He's the guy that when you're walking by in the mall, they're like, would you like some lotion from the Dead Sea? He's like, oh, the Dead Sea. The Dead sea? Tell me more. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, everyone's already 10 stores away from him. And it's like, oh my God, there he yeah. goes. And then- then in my parents' situation, my dad's story would probably be, he'd be like, Diana, I saw that kid walk out of the bathroom with a handful of lotion that he got out of the bathroom dispenser and shove it in that bottle. That is bathroom lotion. And she would be like, no, that is from the Dead Sea. I will have youthful skin to my, I, I know, I know. <laughs> That is amazing. <laughs> so I, I know I do it to Dan Tipton. I don't think I do it to friends. Hilarious. Um, I have I, friends that do it to me. You do? I probably do it to you. No, absolutely not. You are absolutely not one of the offenders, I swear. I'd be laughing wildly if you were. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I mean, I know quite a few people. And unfortunately, some of the times some of these people are serial or habitual offenders, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's at a point where it's like, and I do sometimes say, especially if it's someone I'm really close with, I'm like, you know what, then why'd you ask me? And right, it's not right. Because, and I always say this, I go, I'm not telling you this because I think I know best or because I'm trying to shame or scold you. I'm telling you this from a place of love and concern. And I don't, I don't know what you want to hear from me. And to be mm -hmm. honest, at this point, maybe you shouldn't tell me anymore because right. I can't pretend that this is okay. Or when you ask me what I think about this and then you backpedal or you do a lot of defending or deflecting or then get too sensitive and get pissed mm -hmm. at me. It's like, I'm doing it because I love you. If I did not care, that's what I always thought. If I didn't care, I would not be interested, not available. Bye-bye. Right. I don't like, the older I get, I have zero tolerance for engaging in things that annoy and irritate me unless I absolutely have to because my job depends on it. Right. There's really right. no other reason anything depends on it. Right. Maybe a few familial exceptions once in a while. But other than that, it's like, great, Godspeed. Don't ask me again <laughs> what I think about something that everyone else is lying to you by pretending and just hearing you go on and on about it. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it can get to a point where it becomes like the energy vampire. A hundred. Where you're like, I can't invest in giving you advice and all of that. Like you said, the energy it takes yes. it's for nothing. But it just keeps happening. It's like, yeah. So I now, sometimes I just go, mm-hmm. Uh, right. <laughs> yes. I have a buddy, actually, it's a mutual friend of ours that he bypasses all that altogether and makes decisions and then comes to me and says, I made a terrible decision. It's going to be awful oh. and then i'm like oh okay yeah you're right but it's already in motion so there's nothing like so i'm saved all the emotional investment <laughs> And then Hilarious. we can just laugh about the hellfire that comes from the situation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a better way to live or not, but it makes me giggle. So, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anyone that does it to you on a regular basis? I did. This person actually moved away and she was younger than me. She doesn't ah. listen to the podcast. And so she was always asking me for advice. That's another thing too. I'm not a person that just tosses out advice when you didn't ask. I'm not an unsolicited advice slapper. You know, most of the time I think I try not to be, but I think uh, I am. Go on. <laughs> As you're saying it, I'm like, oh, God, that is me. Well, she would ask me about very specific conversations, situations, like very right. specific things. And I would say, here's what I would do. And then this person would never do it. It came up about jobs. It came up about yeah. friendships. And I finally was like, I just told myself because I loved this person. And it was like, yeah. I'm not, there was never anything of consequence, you know. So sure. I just said in my mind, I was like, no, I'm going to give my opinion, but I'm not going to invest a lot of energy and emotion into it. Because she will not do it. Right. And I just had to accept that. <laughs> Unreal. Maybe I should have experimented and like told her the opposite of what I thought she would do and see if she didn't do the other. I don't know. I could have had some, some kind of psychological lab going on in my life. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Jessica, do we need a cleansing breath? I we know do. You, I, I know mean, you're feeling not great. I hope you don't snot on yourself. A cleansing mouth breath for yes. me. Well, it's always yes. a mouth breath for me. Yes. One second, oh, please. Sure. 
so we like to rant about things we know are not that important, but it makes us feel good to get it out. <laughs> Wait, did you want to say something, Jessica? No, I just love that I haughtily went, because <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> well, maybe not for you. <laughs> so we're going to take a deep breath in. You can scream it out if you're by yourself and you feel like it. Get all that yucky out and then fill up with some goodness. Yes. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath in. And uh, <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Can you breathe, poor Jessica? A little bit, a little blah, bit. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you have a quick follow-up corner, yes? I do. Okay, both of my corners are dealing. Well, one is from a listener, and one is about a story that we talked about very early on in the early days of rants and raves. This was yes. one of our first raves. Mm -hmm. So, for those of you who have been following along for the entire time, which we know some of you have, and even it's fun, some people who joined us later on have been writing in and telling us that they're having fun. They started when they heard about us, and now they're going back and listening to I really old it. episodes. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. So for those of you who know this, if you remember many moons ago, we had a charity called Kylie's Colors, which I is remember. a... Remember that? Yes. It's a nail polish company in Mississippi and they allow people to be nominated. It's for a wonderful cause, a very tragic cause or reason for the cause, but it's for children that have of pediatric cancer and one of my best friends in the world one of my dearest friends from college her niece ellen was one of the people that was chosen for them to name a color and then all of the proceeds from the nail polish goes to that family to help with obviously every kind of thing under the sun that people Wasn't go it, through. How much was it? Was it 100%? I think it's 100%. I think that it was, yeah. So it's amazing. And that means the people who start the company or they have some backing that is providing them to have the materials to make it so that 100% of the proceeds go to the family. So Kylie's Colors, if you're ever interested, please look them up online. But this was the color named Ellen's Pose, and it was a pink. Yes. And it sold out very quick. Very fast. And you guys, little Ellen, who has been going for weekly and by the month treatment for over two years, mm -hmm. for almost two and a half years, that little girl who just turned 10 years old, I believe, to be exact, mm -hmm. she just got clearance that she is cancer free. Yay. I wish I had a little bell to do. I know. For and it's her. so absolutely amazing. You know what? I have a bell right here and I'm getting it. Damn it. So cute. I'm so happy for that family. This is my granny's owl bell. Yay. So a huge, huge shout out to Ellen Miller and all of her family and friends. Another amazing example of a community that totally rallied behind them. Um, yeah. They were just over the moon and uh, so many people came out and were there like as they drove home and oh, screaming and it. clapping and signs for her. And it's really amazing. And the best picture of her, she's standing there in a t-shirt and it says, peace out, cancer. Oh, I and love it. And it just it. 
it brought the happiest tears to my eyes. So yes. we are so happy. And I just thought, what an amazing thing two year over two years later to have something that we mentioned as a rave come full circle. That was like one of our very first. Yes. Very early. I and love full that circle so with great much. news. So, so much. I love that. I know. That was really, really exciting. Congratulations to their family. Yes. Okay. Now, I put this as a corrections corner, y'all, but it's really more of an educational corner. It is. It's educational. Right? Mm -hmm. Because I thought follow-up corner, you know, but there's so many options for what we can name our corners. Yes, there are. (laughs) This is from Jill, who is from Montreal. You know, Mm -hmm. we have our Canadian listeners, and we're going strong. I'm Mm -hmm. loving our support from the Great White North. Oh, God, me too. And I'm learning a lot. Yes. Um, Jill is best friends with Annie. <laughs> uh-huh. Annie that Dana laughed at her bagel choice. Right? Well, y'all, Dana and I were crying laughing the other night because Jill, who is a very talented artist, very. she sent in some of her artwork to us in the past. She drew Annie's bagel. And with her permission, we're going to be posting that for yeah, you to see. the Annie. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like a chalk drawing. It's so good. Like one of Bert's chalk drawings from Mary Poppins. Is it a chalk or is it watercolor? I don't maybe know. It's, it's fancy. Oh, maybe it is. It's beautiful. So I loved her writing this in, and it was perfect for a corner. Hi, Jessica and Dana. I loved this week's episode so much and loved the shout outs. I'm so happy you read Annie's rant, and she was so mad when it happened that I strongly encouraged her to write to you to get it off her chest. Plus, I also could totally imagine either one of you yelling at the server through the drive through window as well. So I thought you'd really get a kick out of it. Also, I definitely agree that Montreal bagels are like no other. So let me know if you ever want me to mail you some and some Mott's Garden cocktail for Jessica while I'm at it. Ooh. Oh, man, you really just got my wheels turning in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved that one of your corners was also about Quebec. Such a Quebec-centered episode it made really me so was. happy. I know. And it was just a fluke. It was yes. not uh, not necessarily planned. No. Dana, this was hilarious. She said that story about William Amos really made the rounds here. And of course, they were referring to him as Willie Amos. Yes. Yes. I cannot. Yeah. Wait. I just wanted... Do you want to remind everybody about what, in case they didn't hear Oh, that? yes. I'm sorry. If you did not hear last week's episode, William Amos is in uh, the government, a uh, government employee, uh, part of parliament. I think now I feel like a moron. I can't remember. Well, we're going to get into it here. I think it's in parliament. Let's just say he was on a Zoom and Nick? he claimed he could come back from a run and was just going to change his clothes really quick, you know, because you get sweaty and as Dana pointed out, immediately put on a crisp shirt and slacks Uh without a shower right Uh so the full frontal y'all everybody (laughs) on that zoom it was broadcasted to quite a few people they saw it okay yeah so hence the willie amos which (laughs) not to be confused with isn't willie ames wasn't he buddy scott bayo's best friend on charles in charge i digress i thought it was a sports person i don't know we don't know (laughs) i just wanted to clarify something to you Although it isn't important, but just in case you wanted to broaden your knowledge of Quebec politics within the scope of Canadian politics slightly, although Miss... Yes, exactly. Uh, By the way, we're not taught much about it here at all. I'm sure that comes as no shock to you in Canada. 
That's <laughs> embarrassing. Our friendliest neighboring nation. Give me I a know. break. We don't learn anything about Canada or Mexico for that matter. No, I'm self-taught. And that means all I know is your crimes. So that's all <laughs> I know about. <laughs> To broaden your knowledge of Quebec politics within the scope of Canadian politics slightly, although Mr. Young most likely will fill you in, but just in case he doesn't, shout out That's to my dad. So cool. <laughs> the Bloc, B-L-O-C, the Bloc Québécois is a national political party in Quebec. The way Canadian politics work is that multiple parties run for seats in parliament and each, quote, riding constitutes one seat. Each province has many ridings. Kind of like your electoral college votes, except that each riding votes for its own party, so multiple parties can be elected in one province. And each seat represents one person in parliament, so a party can win only a handful of seats, but their voices will still be heard in parliament. Interesting. Mm -hmm. There are 338 seats in parliament, and right now we have five parties in parliament. But the bloc is the only one that represents people in one single province. People from other provinces can't vote for them, and they represent the Quebecois identity within Canadian Parliament as a whole. I hope that clarifies it a bit for you, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to hearing your voices again next week. Well, girl, I have so many questions, and they can't be answered right now, because... Dana don't know. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's just as confused about it as me. Well, I did understand some of it, but yeah, not all of it. Right? Yeah. It's different. And well, first of all, obviously, one of the refreshing things is they have five parties to choose from, not just two. Right? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to have to do a deep dive on that because I legit am interested and I yeah. knew nothing about that system. And no, guess what? I'm sure my dad might be back. Keep telling him we don't know where he's been. He yeah, listens. where has he been? Listening on his rage walks every day. He started taking a walk every day too. But I said, you know what? I can speak for myself and many of our listeners. We really miss your feedback, dad. Yeah, we do. Because we so, learned things. And now we had to rely on a poor listener to educate us. And yes. that's not her job. It's <laughs> Mr. Young's job. <laughs> Yeah, oh my that god. Was very interesting. And yes. I also am just so glad that Jill and Annie don't hate me. <laughs> yeah, no. I love it. They thought it was hilarious. Jill, thank you so much. Jill yeah. and Annie. Yes. You gave us so many laughs. Take off, eh? You hoser. Oh boy. I'm sure they're gonna appreciate that. <laughs> but I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been on a big Canadian crime show bender this last week. And it's yes. tons of stories and abouts and mm -hmm. Mrs. Poole type talking. Mm -hmm. It's cute. Color is spelled C O L O U R. U -R. Uh -huh. Well, when I was reading the outline too, I was like, oh man, Jessica gets to say uh what is it? Quebecois. 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 I was like, I want to try and say Quebecois. But I was <laughs> hey, so, that was great. Thank you. I was so proud of myself mentally in my head because I knew how to say it, but it's only because I've heard you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the first time I get to order a cordon bleu. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God. All What's right. your corner? Well, I've got a good one here, I think. Just want to let you know, I just picked up my phone so I could look at the outline to, to read off of. And I missed a call from my daddy. Aww. How ironic is that? So funny, we were just talking about your dad. <laughs> Jessica, I have a popular corner, I think. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's disturbing. But I believe it's called A Weirdo of the Week. Um, I think you read it wrong. Oh, my bad. I believe uh-huh. this is called Weirdos of the Week. You're both weird. <laughs> You're so very weird. Why must you both bring your weirdness here together? I love how I just thought it was a typo and it didn't cross my mind why you did that. And you were like, I'm ready. I've changed the song even. <laughs> Let me read you the beginning of this, the, the, the title here, guys. World's most identical twins, hence weirdos, uh-huh. share boyfriend Gross. bed and go to the bathroom together. I cannot. I cannot. Anna and Lucy DeSinke share a wardrobe, a bed, and even a boyfriend. And they've now revealed their separation anxiety means they also have to go to the bathroom as a pair. Now, I'm looking at a picture of these girls. I think there's a filter on it because the colored parts of their eyeballs look real big. <laughs> or but they they're... have crazy contacts. They look like anime Cupid dolls or yes. something. They do, but they're, you know, attractive girls for sure. And their boyfriend looks very, that normal kind of guy that could be the most boring person on earth or a serial killer. You're just not sure which mm-hmm. until the news comes out. Mm-hmm. Is he wearing a bolo tie? Uh- I don't know. Anyway, two sisters dubbed the world's most identical twins have revealed they share the same boyfriend and need to do everything as a pair, including go to the bathroom. (laughs) The 35-year-old siblings split everything between them, from their 37-year-old electrician boyfriend, Ben Byrne, to clothes and a huge double bed, which all three of them sleep in together. This guy must think he died and went to heaven. Uh huh. The duo who are starring in a new, oh, of course, starring in a new TLC show called Extreme Sisters even shower and go to the toilet together. No. But why? What are you afraid of? Um, this is gonna probably come off really awful, but I'm being serious. They're identical twins, and they're two complete separate bodies. They're not conjoined, conjoined. twins. No. So it's- there is zero reason they need to go to the bathroom together. Do you agree? <laughs> A hundred percent, but I'm going to, I'm going to get even deeper in the future. They both want to get pregnant from the same man at the same time. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, that's not okay. Uh, (laughs) The sisters say that they refuse. Well, we're not going to be friends with them. They refuse to associate (laughs) with people who criticize their lifestyle. You don't say. Yeah. Cause you don't want to hear. Oh, here's another picture of them. You name it and we do it. We're never apart. I don't think we'd function without each other. We have separation anxiety we are bound to each other look look at their sexy outfits (sighs) no i (laughs) i can't look at (laughs) something something is not right yeah i hate to be judgy i mean they're very cute i Uh, don't okay (laughs) especially not in this case 
<laughs> Lucy, one of the twins, added, we think of each other as, Lucy, that's my dog. We think of each other as one person. We can never be apart. As luck would have it, the twins' boyfriend, Ben, is very understanding about uh-huh. the arrangement, you guys. Mm-hmm. Ben understands our bond, and he doesn't judge us. That's how it's been from day one. There's never been any jealousy. No, because he's banging two chicks who look identical. He's living a porn story right now. So weird. I don't know how we had separate boyfriends. People can judge us how they like. This is how it works for this. This isn't the only time the twins have spoken about their unconventional lifestyle. Ew, he's got his hands all over both of them. Yeah, I don't like it. Previously, Lucy said, we were with each other 24-7, me and my sister. It's just easier to share a boyfriend because we're always together. It's not really that weird to us. We have one boyfriend and all three of us share the same bed. For guys, in their hearts and dreams, they want two girlfriends. Okay, but now you're doing sexy time stuff with a carbon <laughs> copy of yourself. Okay. I mean, if you want to have a po- also- be in a polyamorous relationship, that's perfectly fine. But this is like inching over into incestuous. That's what I was going to say, okay? Like maybe they're not engaging and touching each other. Right. But still, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't want to watch my friends have sex. No, I know I wouldn't want to watch my sister. That's what I'm saying. I Ugh. one time, this is TMI. My sister would kill me if she knew I said this, but I one time heard some stuff coming from the bedroom when we lived together. I lost my mind. She because you know I'm the oldest. And I was like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> Pounding on that door. Uh-uh. Unacceptable. No. Stop it. Now. I mean, I was not happy. I love it. I do not want to share a man with my sibling. No. I don't want to even fight with my husband about him wearing my socks in front of my sibling, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's it's very codependent. I don't like but it. There's they an need extra, help. There's an extra level of like, I'm not saying social anxiety and separation anxiety and all of those aren't very real and can be very frightening and upsetting but like then you probably need some help if you Uh have that you know (laughs) like if you cannot live on your own as a separate individual from your twin there's gonna come some difficult things yes i mean this three-way thing i i don't know that it's gonna last forever it's cuckoo (laughs) anyway that was no well (sighs) I don't want to be judgy, but I just. It's I odd. do. Okay, good, good. I'm glad you are. Please, <laughs> you can represent both of us. This was from the Mirror by Sophie Roberts. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's um, it was from April 27th. This this is a very recent. This is going on oh, as yeah. we speak. <laughs> yeah. I can't and, wait to hear a report on somebody watching this show. Uh, it won't you know, be me. It'll probably be me and my dad. I know. <laughs> All right, Jessica, oh let's move God. on into our race. <laughs> okay, this is something that Dana and I both, this is a friend that we follow, and it was just something that caught both of our eyes. And we were like, you know what? This is also exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So please do not feel like you have to come up with a company or anything like that for a rave. We always say we want to hear about hometown heroes and good news and things like that. So this is from a mutual friend and this is somebody that I grew up with. And this is my friend Tracy from Welcome to the Fam podcast, part of our pod squad. And... 
uh, you guys have heard us again. If you've been on the ride with us of our show, you've heard us talk about them many times because this is a family who has had some incredible hardships and I continues mean, to do so, but is ringer. always, uh huh, always lifting each other up yep. and always lifting up others. They In community, yeah. Walk Always. the walk. They really do. They Always. are leading the life of do unto others as you would have done unto you. I'm botching that probably, but we all get the drift. <laughs> so last week, and also, by the way, the tragedy I'm about to mention is a fire and also had no idea that this even happened. I'm mortified mm -hmm. to say. I don't know if it just didn't make national news or I wasn't. I missed that. But Tracy posted on her Facebook page. She said, hi, friends. Our sweet former babysitter and neighbor lost everything when she had to jump from her third story apartment. Jumped. From three stories to survive the Carolina beach fire and pardon and trigger warning for people lost her precious dog in the process. Mm. She is in need of all kitchen stuff, dishes, peelers, knives, glasses, all the things. She lost everything. Yep. Also bedside table, living room tables, a dresser, basically everything. Mm -hmm. She broke her back in the fall. Oh my God, how horrific. Yeah. And the only thing she needs to be worrying about is recovering mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. I am collecting some things for her. So if you have extras laying around or would like to contribute, I would greatly appreciate it. I know she will be so grateful. I know I have the most generous friends in the world. So thank you in advance. Mm -hmm. You guys, that night, mm -hmm. we see another post from her and it says, oh my goodness, I am so unbelievably blessed to be surrounded by the most generous, kind friends in the entire world. One post. A few hours later, all of you empathetic, loving, selfless souls filled an entire apartment with beautiful furniture and raised $1,300 for this sweet girl. I asked for kitchen stuff and you guys came through with an entire apartment. We are so grateful for all the amazing donations from people I haven't seen in years or who have moved away and who have never met her and from as far as New Mexico. Y'all are all just awesome. I cannot thank you enough. I am blown away and thankful for each and every one of you. You make the world a better place. Well, I would just like to say that family makes the world a better place yes. because they have built that community around them. It's incredible. And I think it's very key and important because Dana mentions this all the time on our show, how it just takes one person or spreading the word and getting people to know about something that they never even knew was possible mm -hmm. or existed. Just you never know who might come through in a time of need. And I yeah. personally even have experience on a much different level, but sometimes just by putting out a question or feelers, you never know. And I've received private messages sometimes from someone that a either wasn't a close friend, they were truly an acquaintance or that I didn't know at all. And they say, Hey, I'm a good friend of so-and-so's or I noticed you posted on Dana's wall or whatever. And I wanted to tell you, and I've gotten incredible advice or suggestions mm -hmm. or offers. Mm -hmm. So you just never no, I keep trying to tell myself this because I've always been like really scared and not even prideful, just scared. And we always talk about feeling bad or not wanting to be a burden. Yes. Please ask. People do want to help. Everyone cannot help and everyone will not help. But so many times people can and they will. 
Yep. Totally. So please put it out there because without people having, I mean, yes, they also additionally raise money, but just by asking for that, people who had the means were like, yep, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was able to give this woman a new home after recovering from a very serious injury and yeah. an incredibly traumatic experience. Absolutely. She lost all of her physical things, yep. but she lost her baby, her yep. fur baby. Yep. And broke her back. That's no joke. It's beyond. It's yeah. beyond. And she's young. Yes. She's a young, beautiful woman. Like, yes. it's just. So thank you to Tracy and to your whole family. You girls really walk the walk and we love you. And we are sending our best to your friend and uh, wishing her a complete recovery. And thank you for what you all do in your community. It is inspiring and it is, it is encouraging other people to build the same type of communities in other places. Exactly. I mean, Jessica and I both saw that and I I sent it to her and I was like, I know we've talked about them and their community, but this is exactly what we say we want to happen. They have built that there and people are showing up and coming through and it's inspiring and it's, it's humanity at its best. Absolutely. So thank you to you guys out there. Thank you for helping that young woman, like whatever. It's just all beautiful. I love it so much. It is beautiful. All right, Jessica. Well, my rave this week is pretty darn awesome. I'm <laughs> no big deal, but named the 2020 California Nonprofit of the Year. Wow. Uh-huh. It's the Downtown Women's Shelter of Los Angeles. I, I went to their website and checked them out. They've got information about their COVID-19 response, which is very important right now. It's the only organization in Los Angeles focused exclusively on serving and empowering women experiencing homelessness and formerly homeless women. Mm -hmm. So we all know LA has a major problem with homelessness that we are in the middle of right now. I don't know what the answers are, but I know we're not the only ones that suffer from this. So this was this organization, downtownwomencenter.org is where you can find them. It was founded in 1978. It was the first permanent supportive housing provider for women in the U.S. It's amazing. They have critical time intervention provider for the Western part of the U.S. Mm -hmm. They have health clinics exclusively serving women in the Skid Row community and remain the only one, the only organization today to do that. That is so important. First of all, it's dangerous for women to be out on the street like that. There's health issues that come up and they don't have access to healthcare. And when you're a woman, you're also talking about female healthcare and hygiene. Right. And I know that's a massive problem in the homeless community. Absolutely. Um, They have a drop-in day center exclusively serving homeless women. I mean, it's incredible. Also the only one. Their mission is the Downtown Women's Center, or DWC, envisions a Los Angeles with every woman housed and on a path to personal stability. Mm. Its mission is to end homelessness for women in greater Los Angeles through housing, wellness, employment, and advocacy. I love that. So I want to share their story real quick. I know I just, there's so much great information. I promise I won't take too much longer, but I want to share their story because I think it's really cool. Yeah. DWC is built on a friendship that grew between an outreach worker named Jill Halverson and Rosa, a woman experiencing homelessness at the time. This friendship inspired Jill to open DWC and establish a community through which the lives of women like Rosa could be restored. In the 40 years since Jill's extraordinary act of compassion, we have reached 
thousands of women and transformed countless lives. Today, DWC manages 119 units of permanent housing across greater Los Angeles and has grown to serve more than 5,400 women annually. We provide a wide array of resources to decrease barriers and end homelessness for good for all women, including female veterans, their families, women with severe physical and mental health concerns, and survivors of domestic violence. Wow. Just a few things I'll just bullet points I'll say. They have access to basic needs, so like resources for their day center. They Mm -hmm. have on-site housing and support services, community-based housing services, health and wellness services, job readiness and employment training, advocacy training to empower women to become successful advocates for themselves. They participate in press interviews, public policy meetings, lobby visits, legislators, fundraising events. I mean- This this organization's incredible. Public education and volunteering, research and evaluation. I mean, that's a level that a lot of places are not capable or don't have the resources to do. Exactly. But that research and research and evaluation could help us bring these numbers down. Absolutely. Homelessness is this is from their website, and I'll stop here because I could read it the whole thing to you. I know it's amazing. it's amazing. People will probably be interested, but you should I hope so. Take a look at this site because it's yeah, quite- downtown downtownwomencenter.org. But they this is a saying that they have at the bottom of their page, their their homepage. Homelessness is not inevitable. It is a societal problem that bears especially hard on women. We need committed communities and people like you to help us change the systems and lives. Become an agent of change today. And then you can donate, volunteer, shop some of their merchandise, whatever, and it goes to them. So anyway, again, downtownwomencenter.org. Sorry about that. I know I rattled on, but I think it's amazing. No, it's a fantastic, fantastic organization. Yeah, And you know, I have happy news as far as because i've you know uh peeped in on them for a while and Mm -hmm. it's a place that i have not personally yet donated to i I always aware of their existence if i'm being honest uh i mean i don't think a lot of people are right but i know a lot of people that you and i know from our comedy community over the years used to go they would have like Every couple of months, they'd have a day where you went to make hygiene kits and things like that. And they would ask you to bring like an unopened box of tampons, pads, soap, things like that. Mm -hmm. They had such an outpouring of donations during COVID that on their site, those type of items that were the most in need, they do not need anymore. At this time, that that Mm -hmm. obviously will possibly change in the future. But I was so happy to see, oh my God, they don't even need that right now. They have so much. They need clothing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I beg people like, since Dana has brought up this rave, please, please, if you can, it really doesn't take a lot of effort. Instead of just dropping off to another Goodwill, I know some people may not agree with me, but do your research. I'm not a fan of donating to Goodwill mm-hmm. or to the Salvation Army in certain cases. Yep, I said yeah. it. Please look locally because I tell you, so many churches and synagogues work together and have food, uh, excuse me, food and clothing drives for people. There are halfway houses. There are different organizations. I know LA, we have a lot of them where they have centers just for people to shower and get fresh clothing. 
And I think I mentioned this long ago on this podcast. I brought a carload full of clothes once. I got bags from so many people of beautiful, gently used clothes that either didn't fit, wasn't in style, you got for an audition, you wore it to a part, whatever. Totally. Yeah. And the person who runs it called me in tears and said, I cannot believe how beautiful and amazing the things are that you brought and everything that you brought in went out the same day. Oh, that's because wonderful. people came in and showered and got to choose some new clothing and that gives people dignity. Absolutely it does. And so, just like a little shot of motivation to go, yes. okay, maybe I can make change. Yes, here. yes. So please try to give it to I, the reason why I always press that and I am my, some of my friends are probably like, "All right, already." But I am kind of a maniac about pushing that on people because there's so many resources and organizations that need that and it will not charge anyone money. Yes, I know there's thrift stores and stuff that use their money to go back into their programs and services, but clothing, just there's so many good places you can give it to. And the downtown women's center is certainly one of them. Absolutely. And a lot of centers like that, they also separate between like casual clothing and work clothing yes. because they're trying to get them into the job market. And yep. So, That's huge. Mm-hmm, it really is. Oh, I love it. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think that's our show, and I just realized how preachy and judgy I am today. And no, I don't uh, think so at all. We all have opinions, <laughs> Jessica. It's your right. Sorry, also, not sorry. Yeah, you're. I'm like you're not arguing anything crazy. It's not like you're going, you guys, I want the air in front of me to smell like bergamot and aloe every second of the day. Oh, that sounds heavenly. Doesn't it? But not possible yes. or it should be expected. So, But now I want that now that you put <laughs> that into my head. I love both of those scents. Oh, I know. I have a candle that has it. Oh, God, I love it. Uh, all right, Jessica, do you want to tell everybody how they can get a hold of us and make us laugh the way Annie and Jill did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. You guys, please find us on social media at the Rants and Raves podcast. That is on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to find us on Twitter, that's at raves underscore the. If you want to send us a direct email, it's the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com or go to our website, hit the contact button, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Thank you. Okay. Episode 102. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> We're so professional today. I feel like at the beginning I was doing my radio voice and then you were like, episode 102. <laughs> so I like to end the show, talk about things I'm watching, I'm into. I've already told you, I'm watching Australian and Canadian crime shows. It's, yes. it's a whole other world opened up to me. Their versions of 60 Minutes, their versions of Dateline. I'm watching The Fifth Estate. I'm watching. It's amazing. So that's nothing surprised there. You have anything, Jessica? I'm gearing up for the new season. The Handmaid's Tale just dropped, but I'm uh, one yeah. episode away of finishing season three. That took I me a year I haven't to done watch. Season three, even I haven't even done season three. I can't even scorn you for it because or shame you, whatever. I can't wag my finger at you, Dana, because it took me a year. But that's not because it's not season. good. No, it's, it's incredible. Oh, so good. Yes, but it's just rough. It was just too heavy. It's but heavy. That's out now, y'all. I'm sure. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, oh boy, that's a, quite, quite a show and quite a cast. Yes. Uh, yeah, for real. Talented. Yeah. 
I also usually, so that's, I'm pretty much just status quo. I don't have anything mm. real crazy to report on, but I usually like to bring a, a weekly point to ponder, something for us mm. to think about, give you a fact, some information, something you might want to talk about around the Zoom water cooler, if you will. <laughs> This week, I didn't bring one, but I have written to you twice and it hasn't shown up in an outline yet, I think. And and I'm not mad because it's not like it's anything we could talk about for 20 minutes, even though I can talk about anything. I'm just going to drop this on you and I'd like some answers. I challenge you to fix the problem. I want to know why suction cups suck so bad in the worst way. (laughs) They don't work. I'm going to make a bold statement here. My son's in the room. So Henry, plug your ears. I'm going to say a bad word. Plug your ears, please. I'm sorry, you guys, but suction cups are bullshit. (laughs) Okay. I'm not kidding. And prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. Oh, my God. I would want to be proved wrong. Dana? What? Go get your boy a pair of his daddy's underwear and have yourself a good night. <laughs> I love you, Jessica. Love ya. We'll be back next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.